Welcome to an all-new episode of Get Lit with Leanna, the podcast. Join me as I sit down with a new guest author in each episode to discuss their books, careers, and everything in between. Today's episode is so exciting. I'm sitting down with the one and only Anna Todd, the author of the after books that have obviously turned into the amazing after movies. And she's now started a new series called Brightest Stars. And the third book will be coming out next year. I am so happy to have Anna on the show today. I've been the biggest fan of her and her books for seriously so many years. I've met her a few times in person. I've gone to all the movies on their opening nights. I've streamed them a million times. I've bought all her books. So I couldn't wait to have the opportunity to sit down and chat with her and learn more about her background, how this whole thing started, and of course, what she's working on now. So without further ado, my conversation with the incredible Anna Todd starts right now. Welcome, Anna, to the podcast. I'm obviously so excited to have you here as I've been like such a fan of your books for the longest time. And we have like such a history. I mean, I don't know how much of our history you're aware of, but I was like an OG after reader on Wattpad back in the day. And when I found out that the books were actually coming out in paperback, I was psychotic and I reordered it and I couldn't wait. And I, at the time was in university and I think I was in my first or my second year of university. I can't remember, but I remember that I was walking through the mall and the book had just come out. I had like obviously read everything online, but I finally had my paperback and I was walking through the mall and there was just like a sign outside of the Indigo Canadian bookstore that you were going to be there that night doing a signing. And like, I don't know how I didn't know that you were going to be there, but I lost my shit, had a full-blown meltdown in the middle of the mall. And I was like, Anna, freaking God is here. Like, I couldn't breathe. My friends were like, who is that? And I was like, you know, the damn thing I've been reading online. They're like, no way, like, no way this is happening. And I walked into the store. It was like the end, end, end of your meet and greet. Like you were literally wrapping up and I was like running. You're on the second level. And I'm like, wait, wait, I have the books here. And like, you signed them. Like you were so gracious and so nice. And I couldn't believe I got to meet you. And you were like one of the first authors. I mean, I've been reading forever and I've like always loved romance, but you were one of the first like real life author interactions as like an adult that I had had. And it was so nice meeting you. So it's so nice that we get to do this now and like reconnect. Oh, I love that. The trajectory obviously of your career has been insane. And obviously those books in particular have just like totally popped off and completely blown up. And you've really like changed new adult romance, I feel honestly, especially like in our age. So this is such a fun treat to like have you here, but really we're here to talk about your latest book. And I'm so excited that we have this like new story world to kind of dive into. So before we start though, I would love to take everyone back because I feel like I know a lot about you, but maybe the people that are listening here don't know so much about you. So firstly, like take me back to like the early days of writing on Wattpad. Like what made you want to kind of start on Wattpad? How did you even hear about Wattpad? Like you were ahead of the time when it came to like fan fiction kind of writing. Like tell me about the beginning of all of this. Yeah. So, I mean, it basically, I'll try to give the shortish version, but it basically just started me reading fanfic first. So I've always been a reader. I was just ravishly reading. Like it was insane. I could not keep up with the amount of content I was consuming. I mean, literally like financially, I could not, like it was not a thing. So I was like, okay, I can't buy a book like every two days. Um, this was like before KU and all the, like all that stuff. So it was just not a thing. Um, so I was like, okay, 
what a bummer, but I would just reread and stuff and then buy books when I could. And then I started seeing these things called imagines on Instagram that were like little short, like if those of you who know, you know, (laughs) um, these like little, like under caption would be like a story. It would be a photo and then a story. And I was like, what on earth is this? Like, what is this? This is like a reading on Instagram, like how crazy, but also I love this. This is nuts. So then I started writing one um, and I, I'm so devastated that I deleted it because oh. it was like, I can't believe I deleted it. It still haunts me. I should have, well, I don't think archiving was a thing then, but uh, what a loss. But I started writing one of those, but no, like no one was reading. It was just a random thing. Um, and then one of the imagines that I was reading started posting on Wattpad because it was like a full on, like it was becoming like 300 parts. And she was like, I'm going to start posting Wattpad. And I was like, what is that? So I, and I'm not an app girl, even still, like it's, there's just too many of them. It's a lot of work. I can't, I can't take it. <laughs> so I was like an, an app, like in my joy, I only had like one or two apps at the time, but it just felt like a lot, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And I could have used the website, but my computer was like wonky and just wasn't a thing. So I go on this website and I'm like, just to read this girl's story. Um, and I'm like, what? on earth is this like magical land of all of these stories that I can read that are written, not just by, cause you know, especially at that time, it wasn't such an indie world. It was, but I wasn't aware of it. But like, when you go to a bookstore, you see the same names every right. single time. And I love the books, but it's like, I've already read all of them. Like I wanted new content. So it was so cool to me that some of the stories I was reading were like, you know, a 45-year-old woman in Brazil, a 16-year-old girl in New York, a 22-year-old girl in Iowa. It was like this crazy world where I was like, whoa, these people are writing really great stories. Mm -hmm. So I just read insane. Most of it was fanfic of like everything I've ever loved, but a lot of 1D, obviously. Um, And then I just started... I don't know. I just had this kind of random idea. And I, I wish I had this like grand plan where I was like, I knew that I'd be published if I did it. No, I literally was just like, this seems fun. I want to do it. No one's going to read it. Who cares? Like, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, So I wrote the first chapter and it just started just like, it wouldn't, it just came alive in my brain basically. So then I posted pretty much daily um, for over a year. I kept up with updates. Like there were sometimes when I couldn't and just cause life, but for the most part, I pretty much updated every single day. Um, and then it just blew up into like by word of mouth, by social media, by just like the algorithm and Wattpad for so many people reading it. Um, and then I got a publishing deal and here we are. <laughs> Insane. So like when you were writing this like chapter or like piece by piece, like every single day, at what point were you like, okay, this is like really taking off. Like this is really, like people are, I'm seeing a lot of views. I'm hearing a lot of chatter. Like how far into it did you kind of realize like, oh, this is something? It was, I mean, it took me a while to be honest. Like it took, like the numbers were going up, but I was more, it was all happening so fast, first of all, because again, I'm writing like, you know, and some of those Wattpad chapters are like 10,000 words long because I didn't even know how like long chapters are supposed to be. Like the Wattpad version of the after series is actually way longer than the published version, which is already very long. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I felt like I was just kind of like 
in the middle of this crazy thing. So I didn't really have time to process it. And then I remember when I got like a million reads and I was like a million reads like that is insane. And then I started feeling it when I couldn't keep up with the comments anymore because I used to comment back to every single comment and every single person, even if it took me like three hours a day, I would still do it. And then eventually I was just like, I can't keep up with it. And then I went to make a Twitter account because I didn't have Twitter. Okay. Um, I meant to make a Twitter account. Somebody else had like, or a bunch of people had already like had my name and I was like, but, and it was like my username from Wattpad. So I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Like how would they have it? But then I was like, wait, I have fan accounts. Like what is happening? Um, so that was kind of it. And then once you, once I got like the whole like negative side of the mm-hmm. fandom stuff, then I was like, oh, this is bigger than I expected, I mean, having like 20 reads was already bigger than I expected, but just the level of like the the level of the speed. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So how soon after did Wattpad say, okay, let's like actually put this into paper. Like what, what was that kind of experience? Like, cause I feel like after, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, but I feel like yours was like the first one that kind of made the transition from online Mm -hmm. to paper. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 So there were a couple like that came right after that were like, as soon as they realized mine and then they saw like how it was, there were some that were sort of in the works, but they were undecided. Mm -hmm. Um, But mine was the first like official one to ever be published, especially by a major publishing house. There were some Wattpad authors who signed publishing agreements, but not like with Wattpad as the vehicle. Okay. So I, and some published authors who like use Wattpad for fun and then would publish it later, but it happened pretty quickly. Like, I think I was on the second part, which at the time I was like, I don't know how many books this is. Like, I don't know what (laughs) is going on here. Um, but I was on the second part and they were writing me and they were like, you know, we would love to zoom with you or not zoom, whatever Skype with you, whatever it was then, um, or Skype. I'm like, RIP Skype. But I, they were emailing me like, we'd love to meet with you. But I, at that time I was completely anonymous. Like my name wasn't out there. My age wasn't out there. My face wasn't out there. Like it was very much my thing. And the way that I was living my life, even though I was very young at the time, but I felt much older. I was married. I had a son already. I had a lot going on. So I was like, do I want to open this can of worms to like be like a public. And I, again, had no idea that it would be that public. I just was like, do I even want like, you know, to like bring my real life into this? So I was a little hesitant. And also again, in my head, I was like, there's no way like publishing this doesn't even make sense. Like this, I don't have experience. I don't have like an agent. I don't have like people started asking like in emailing or like messaging me through Wattpad, like other agents from agencies being like, you need representation. We would love to meet with you. And I was like, what is going on? But Wattpad was obviously the like safer choice for me where I was like, at least I know that they're like a full-blown company. And I didn't know anything about agencies or which ones were good or bad or whatever. And I knew that there were some just from like the forums on Wattpad that weren't so great or weren't so safe to sign with. So I was like, I don't know any of this. So I'm going to go meet with them. They brought me to Toronto and we just had like a kind of like jam sesh basically where they were like, this book is crazy. And then a lot of them now it's a totally different, the company's like yes. massive and huge thing. It's totally different. But at the time they were like, we're learning so much about our own platform, like from you, like from your experiences, from your comments, from your, because they, 
I think in the beginning they expected this to be like a super literary, like, or like for children. And I'm like, honey, you've got the fanfic Mecca of the universe. Like, what are you doing? Um, So it was very much like they learned a lot from even having me around. Um, And then they were like, we have a lot of interest from publishers and we would love to go to like New York. So we went to New York and met with a bunch of editors which I thought, again, I had no idea. Like I've been an avid reader, but I didn't really have the social media aspect of it. And I didn't like necessarily like follow my favorite authors on social media. I just like got their newsletters or checked their websites or whatever, like very old school. Right. Um, so I thought every author gets to just like go to publishing houses and like hear from different editors why they should choose them. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. And even just being in the publishing houses was like, I was like, this is amazing. How cool. I was like taking photos of like Simon and Schuster and like, and then I met just the, like the perfect editor for me. Um, and it just went from there. I met with a lot of editors at a lot at every major house basically, yeah. but one of them I just immediately clicked with. So insane. We just published and, like, and yeah. cre- it's a crazy trajectory. And then obviously like getting a movie deal and then getting to be involved in like any capacity is insane. But what was it like? that first time seeing the story kind of come to life on the screen? Like, was it what you had pictured? Like, tell me what that experience is like. Cause I can't imagine having like written the story the way you had, and then had to kind of adapt it to make it fit into this paperback version and then see that version get adapted again for the screen. Like the evolution of the story must've been wild for you to actually see unfold in front of your eyes. Yeah. So it was really it was kind of, in the beginning, it was a lot harder, like, because I knew that we were filming like a rated R version and PG 13 version. And I was like, the PG 13 version is just not like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you, like, you know, but the more that I actually started learning, like the industry and started, like, I was literally on set and kind of just thrown in as a producer of like, but actually had to like produce it. So it wasn't like I, just sat there and like watched everyone. It's like, no, I had actual like work to do every single day in rewriting pages and like literally like rehearsing with cast. Like it was a full on, like with zero experience. So in the beginning, I was very much like, I've got to do this for the fans, this for the fans, this for the fans. And then I started being like, the more I was just learning very quickly about how films are made, who's paying for them, what they're looking for, what they want. It's like, oh, this is bigger than, even though my fan base was obviously big, but at the end of the day, you have to have a good film. Otherwise, there's not going to be another one. So it was really, in the beginning, it was hard to separate because there were so many things that I was like, what are we doing? But also, it was my responsibility as a producer to make sure that even if it wasn't true to the book or true to the story, it still had to be good. Mm -hmm. So it was like this weird, like double-edged sword where I was like, okay, if I don't have, I had a lot of creative control over the scenes we were in, but when it came to like the content, I'm not the one deciding the rating of the film. I'm not the one that's deciding the marketing plan and all of that stuff for that film. So I just kind of had to be like, okay, I'm going to make the best of what this is. And I knew with the casting, which was like, that was the part that I really, really fought for because I was like, if we get the casting right, that's like, like you, I watch movies sometimes where I'm like, I don't even know what's going on, but the cast is perfect. I don't care. Yeah. So it's like, as long as you get the casting right, but That's there happening. were definitely times that were harder and easier. And then with the second film, 
writing a script and knowing that it's so close to the book and then having a director come in with a very different vision and a very different style um, and just a very, um, you know, high tension personality that was very hard to manage, to be honest. Um, that was the harder experience. Like I, looking back with the first movie, I'm like, wow, that was actually the like easy one. Um, so I just learned a lot very quickly and I learned like what I will let myself get into and what I won't and where I'll draw a line of like, this isn't right for my like soul or for my like mission in life or my legacy. So it was a lot of ups and downs, but in the end, I'm very grateful that I got that like full on, just like crash course, because now I have turned it into a whole different thing. And now I've started optioning other authors books and producing content that's not mine. And like, now I know the red flags. Like I, sometimes I'm like, I cannot believe how naive I was. It's crazy. So my background, not on my book Instagram situation. Um, I come from a film PR background. So I'm like super well-versed obviously with everything from pre-production to production to post to launch to everything. And I always say that my dream job would be like adapting romance books for film because I feel Mm -hmm. like I can see both sides. I could see the fans wanting the story to be as true to the book as possible. And then I could see the other side where, no, we need to make something that's marketable, that's appealing to a wider audience. It can't just be for the people that have read the books. It needs to appeal to a new audience as well. Like I see the full scope of it and Mm -hmm. it's insane. And it's so cool that you have had this hands-on experience having your own book adapted and now you're able to offer that insight and like help other authors leverage that and do it for other books so that is incredible I mean I'm not gonna lie I've seen every single after movie I've gone to every opening I like came Thank to you. Yorkdale Mall in Montreal when you and Josephine <laughs> and Hero did the little signing I was the oldest person there by a gazillion years I was like a grandma I felt so old being it's there I'm like so Canada for some reason for me is like always younger yes. and then when I go to Germany or France it's like there's hardly any teenagers it's all like older women and like a lot of like literally like 40s to 60s so it's crazy every even my tour I just did in the states like every every stop had like a handful of teenagers but mostly like very much grown women so it's funny how some countries and then Spain is like a lot of younger readers who've now grown up with the story but in the beginning they were like 14 and then now they're like 20 something so it's funny how each country literally has their own like demographic for my work but it was so funny I was like with my best friend and we were like these are younger people like are they kind of old enough to read these books like do they even know what they're I was just like like, where are the people that are like me that have been here since the beginning where are all the other 28 plus year olds who are like a normal age to like have grown up and like you know I was just anyway but it was still so fun and obviously like I'm the biggest fan I think I've read the series like I don't even know three four or five times I don't even know now But now, obviously, you've kind of shifted and you have the Brightest Stars series, which is so exciting. What is it like to kind of close the after chapter? I mean, you've obviously closed it now. It's been closed for a while. You haven't written new parts of that world for quite a bit of time. But now to kind of dive into a new story world, like what is that kind of shift like for you? Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, 
craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. I mean, I, this book in general has been so, or the series, I should say, has been such a different process because I wrote it in like 2018 for the first time. So I was like full on in the film stuff. I was so busy and I had a contract because realistically that's like what happens when you're an author and you're traditionally published. So I had, especially with my foreign publishers, I had these books due and I was so busy and overwhelmed and just like, I just wrote what I could. And like, I wanted to tell the story forever, but when I went back to reread it after writing and two of them were published in foreign territories already. So, and they, they hit bestsellers lists, like people loved them, but I just was like, just something when I went back to reread them to do the third one, I was like, there's something of like my voice missing of the original ones. So then I was like, I'm going to rewrite them. And some of my friends who are authors were like, that's insane. Just finish the third one and be done. Like call it a day. It's already done. Like who cares? Like just move on. I was like, I just can't like, especially as a reader, I'm like books live like literally forever. Like I cannot have this. Like, I just have to like, I've got to change it up. I've got to like get more of my voice in there, get more of like just my presence there. So rewriting them was definitely a challenge also, because then I was like, there's only so much I can change because it's already been published in these other countries where most of my readers are outside of the States. So mm-hmm. I was very, very tricky. Um, the third one is, it has been the, you know, easier one because it's all new yeah. from that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good, but just kind of like rewriting something, but having to keep certain parameters was just like, Oh my goodness. And then just going back down like memory lane is like my life as an army wife and how like traumatic that was. And then being worried about like both sides of the coin of like, you know, how are people going to perceive this? And it, I tried really hard to make it, you know, not super biased, but at the same time, like I'm writing from my own experience from the people around me's experience. So it is one of those, I just like got in like a Facebook, um, not even an argument, but I like responded to a comment I shouldn't have responded to. Um, and I was like, why do I still do this? Like, I haven't done that in like years. I'm like, why did I do that? But it's such a personal thing for me where I'm like, and people saying like, you're bringing political stuff in. I'm like, this is a military story. Like this isn't like a sexy soldier, like erotica. This is like Mm -hmm. a story about characters that are literally like suffering. And I'm like, it's impossible to not talk about politics. And also like, there is a line. And I, again, if someone's offended by this, you're probably not my demographic because if you even look at my social media or look at what I stand for, what I talk about, it's like, clearly I'm not okay with a lot of the things that were happening And this book takes place in like 2016. So it's like a very, I'm like, you guys, you, I don't get it. But at the same time, I didn't write this to isolate or offend anyone, no matter what your political belief is. I wrote it to express how I felt about certain things. And every character has a different political opinion, just like we all do, but it's just been like, kind of like this with this series. Cause it's like, I've had a lot of, when I was in San Diego, I had a lot of soldiers come like, especially female soldiers, which was really cool. Um, and why army and Navy wives saying like, this is so relatable, but again, you're always going to get the people that are like, 100%. you made this political. I'm like, 
this is a military story. What do you, right. it's like they literally are government employees. Right. So for those who have not yet read this series, obviously the first book is the falling. The second book is the burning. What exactly is this like brightest stars story world about just like an overview? So without spoilers, the overview is um, a woman named Karina and a man named Kale. Karina is a very much, she's an officer's daughter. She grew up around the military, the army. um, And she has a very strong kind of judgmental bias against the lifestyle and the, what it means to be in the military. Um, she has a respect for it because she's been, it's been ingrained in her, but it's done a lot of damage to her family, which I won't spoil it, but she has her own personal reasons and the way her father is, um, she believes and, you know, it is because of how many times he's deployed. So she's just seen so much chaos and pain and suffering in this environment that she has a very strong, but in a lot of times, like too judgmental without seeing the other side. So she meets Kale, this soldier, and she has like an anti-soldier. Like she won't even like consider dating a soldier, even though like, come on, she's surrounded by thousands of them, but she just doesn't. She's like, no way. So she meets this one who happens to know her roommate, who's her pretty much only friend. And I tried to kind of capture or capture, capture the... <laughs> loneliness and the isolation of this kind of lifestyle, because I, again, was an army wife half of my life. It's very isolating. Um, It can be. Some people have this great community around them and it's incredible, but for a lot of us, it is very isolating Mm. and very lonely and it's a lot. So then she meets Kale, um, tries not to fall in love with him. It's very much slow burn. Like if you're looking for like something that's exactly like after that's not what this is. This is very much like, this is not insta love or insta lust. This is like two humans who are literally falling in love with each other, trying not to, but they can't help it. A lot of miscommunication there's drama, but it's not like, you know, when like for, you know, Tess and Harden, for example, Tess is an 18 year old girl. Who's like very much all over the place. And Harden is obviously very much all over the place. So this is like <laughs> a little bit more emotionally mature, even if they're not fully mature, cause they're still only tw- in their twenties, but mm-hmm. Kale has deployed twice to Afghanistan. So he has PTSD. There's kind of a found family element, especially in the second book of Karina, mm-hmm. finally, you know, feeling like she's got a community around her, um, Karina's twin brother, there's some stuff going on with him, which I can't say cause spoilers, but it's very much a character driven story. Yes. So it's very internal, very, like you hear a lot of their thoughts. Like I had during the falling, especially people were like, Karina's so stressful, like her brain. And it's like, she's got anxiety. Like if you don't, if you read that and you can't relate, like more power to you. I'm so happy yeah. for you. <laughs> and for me, I'm like, Oh, that must be nice. Like, what's that like? Yeah. Um, so it's two people with mental health struggles that are trying to just find their way in a very complicated world. And a lot of people around them, just like how, when I was an army wife, just the people around you and how everyone is going through their own Mm -hmm. stuff and trying to figure it out. And they're, yeah. But at the end of the day, it is a love story. It's just, you know, not your typical, like super insta love, like. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't play on like the typical tropes or rom com Like that is not what this story is. It's very much like exactly how you said. It's totally character driven. You're really in like everyone's POV and you're just really understanding this. Like it's quite tragic. Like these sad, like yeah. heartbreaking situations these people are in and how like 
terrible. Like it's just, it's so heartbreaking and heart-wrenching and honest. And it's clearly written from a point of view and it's your point of view of like someone that's lived through it. So now that the second book is out, obviously I need to ask you just like, cause it ends on such a cliffhanger. What is the story with book three? Cause I've been Googling like a mad woman, like wh- what happened? Cause I knew, obviously I knew that these books were written before and then you re- re- were reworking them in my head. I thought that they were all finished. I didn't know that you were like writing net new book three from scratch. So what's happening with book three? Can we talk about it at all? Yeah. So I can, I mean, again, without like major spoilers, but it, well, now it's finished, but at the time, like it technically was the only fresh one, even though 80% of the story of the first two original ones is totally different, but um, just kept like, yeah. But with the third one, we start at a very chaotic, like the third one is definitely pretty much just like chaos. Like there's, it's not as, I tried to, and with the third one, it was very easy because all of the stuff that we've been like hinting up to or leading up to all kind of explodes at once. Um, And it's, yeah, it was very, it's much faster paced, but I think just progression wise, the story, like obviously they're past the slow burn of falling in love. They've had their miscommunications. There's still miscommunications between other characters. And there's a lot of There's some characters that have been talked about a lot that haven't shown up yet, more than one. Um, There's some stuff that's like, you know, kind of that age old, like, not everything is what it seems kind of thing. There's a lot of family trauma coming still and family just dysfunction. And um, and Karina also, again, without spoiling, but Karina's mother abandoned her basically when she was a teenager. So she tries to deal with that a lot. And then, you know, hypothetically imagine if during all of this other chaos, if somebody comes back into your life that you, yeah. So it's like first and second, first one's very, very just kind of like this. And then the second one's a little bumpier, a little spicier. And the third one is definitely one full on spice, full on romance. But this one is more of like, Karina and Kale against the world instead of like them against each other. But there's just so much chaos happening around them and Kale trying to keep himself, you know, from drowning in his PTSD and Karina trying to figure out like what's going to happen. Cause they also have this ticking clock against them, which isn't a spoiler of Kale getting out of the army. So what happens when he's getting out and it's just very, there's a, it feels it's like when I was reading, it was like, whoa, this is like a lot, but at the same time, it all makes sense. Like if especially if you go back, mm-hmm. like even with the burning, some of the people that have finished already, they're like, I can't believe I didn't see that ending, the cliffhanger right. that ends on coming. And I'm like, Yeah, I've been planning it for a while. Right. Like at some points I was like, is this too obvious? But like I've never had one person. I've had like a couple that were like, I was hoping something would happen with them, but like, you know. Yeah, I didn't think it would. And then I'm like, oh, it's been that was like one of the first things that I realized in the first book where I was like, wait a second. This thing is happening after you guys read it. If you do read it, you'll get what we're talking about. But yeah, that's so exciting. So when like, can I read book three? Like, what's the timeline looking like? Yeah, so it's next summer, like midsummer. So it's not too far, but I it's like one a year because I've got a couple other books I haven't announced coming out that are not related to this. Okay. So I've been writing um, just kind of in my, like, whenever I'm stuck on a certain thing or when I have any free time, I've been, I was writing a different story 
that has a film thing going on too. So that was taking a lot of, yeah, right now, like because of the strike, because very um, greedy people don't want to pay the people who do all the work. Um, Everything is on hold, but it's, I've got a lot going on and up my sleeve that I can't wait to talk about. But so I have a standalone, my first, like I did a book called the spring girls, but that one technically has ish a part two. I just never published it yet, but so I don't count it as a standalone and it's not an adult. It's more of like YA ish vibes. Um, but I have a kind of my first like full on like adult standalone coming out too. So I'm very excited for okay, next year. Really exciting. Obviously I will read anything you write. That's like no surprise to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that like knows me obviously like after really changed the way I view romance books and the way I honestly read and how I consume books. So I I owe that all to you, obviously, but this was so nice to catch up and get to like hear more about your background for those who didn't already know. Um, And I really appreciate taking the time and wishing you the best of luck with all of these new projects on the Thank you. I'm like, we have a lot to talk about again next time whenever I can talk about it. Oh, we we will. The next time we'll talk, we're going to have a lot to debunk. I can't wait. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you.